Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome everyone to another episode on the Mizi Wahid podcast. I am happy and pleased to have with me once again today um, a guest that was, uh, you know, somebody I really enjoyed talking to in one of the previous episodes with Mandaki. Um, we are here again today to speak about a different topic. But in case this is the first time you are tuning in to these episodes, uh, allow me first to share with you that this one in particular is brought to you by Yayasan Mendaki. Yayasan Mendaki is a pioneer self-help group for the development of the Malay Muslim community in Singapore. What they do is that they assist students and individuals of the Malay Muslim community with education and with encouragement for lifelong learning. If you wish to know more, and if you would like to get some assistance, please visit their website at my.mendaki.org.sg. So, in this episode, we are going to talk about um, a very important topic, and that is about how we can enhance the development of numeracy and literacy skills in our children. This is a topic that will never go away. As a parent myself, this becomes a concern very early. I think when a child is as early as two and a half, three years old, um, parents normally start to wonder um, whether their children are going to be able to uh, start off well in school, you know, are they going to be left behind? That's also the time when I remembered um, doctors and nurses giving feedback, things like if they have delayed speech and so on, like, oh, you mean your child hasn't been saying anything yet? <laughs> and it automatically made me and my wife worried. Uh, oh no, do we need to do something about it, you know? So I'll share more about that in a bit. Uh, but allow me now to introduce to you my guest. Uh, my guest is someone who specializes in early years advanced certificate AC training courses, as well as some modules for their diploma. Uh, she served in a local volunteer welfare organization for 25 years. She helmed as the director for its early childhood division for a decade. She also conducts teacher training sessions for organizations on a variety of topics, such as working with infants and toddlers, um, children de child development, mentoring, and leadership. She has served as a consultant in a parenting agency, Compass Connects, that provides parenting workshops and talks. Um, she serves as an advisory committee member for the mosque-based kindergarten centers and an implementation assessor for the Islamic Religious Council of Singapore's MUIS Alive programs. She has worked with Mandaki in its reintegration program for female inmates with Singapore Prison Services. She has also provided training for parents with young children under Mandaki's parenting program with Seed Institute. With Seed Institute, she has served as a mentor for their Principal Matters program with Lian Foundation. She believes in self-leadership, where it is pertinent to be able to lead oneself before others through ongoing reflections. She hopes this will anchor respectful and reciprocal practices in instilling values and influence with dedicated adults for betterment of children and families as a whole. 
So, without further ado, I introduce to you my guest for today, Miss Nadira Koyakuti. How are you, Miss Nadira? Assalamualaikum. Waalaikumsalam warahmatullahi ta'ala wabarakatuh. I'm How are well, you? alhamdulillah. Yes. I'm well. Uh, hot, but well. Yes, the weather <laughs> now. Eh? Um, you know, my, my daughter was saying, wow, daddy, it's so hot today. And she was checking on her phone. So, on her uh, iPhone, you can check the weather, right? So, she said, oh, it's, but it's only 32 degrees. And I told her, you need to scroll down yeah, the and humidity. then it will tell you, but it feels like... Yeah, the humidity, wow. It feels like 39, it says, you know? Wow. Like, so, it's so hot. But, um, I mean, that is Singapore weather, yeah. anyway. Nonetheless, alhamdulillah, um, we are here today, as I mentioned briefly, we're going to talk about numeracy and literacy. Um, I think uh, as parents in our day-to-day activities, uh, we would want to expose our children a little bit more with numbers, mm. with words, mm. just so that they become a bit more familiar. They get used to seeing mm. these numbers and words and try mm. to make meaning out of it, right? Mm. And as we established the last time around, that every child, every child is unique. Mm. Every every child's development phase and speed is going to be different. Definitely. In in the four <laughs> children I have, they are all different. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I think two of them had speech delay. Mm. Um, you know, one of them just hated numbers altogether. Mm. And my last one right now is just struggling to to um, uh, pronounce words properly. So mm. every one of them had their own challenges. Mm. But, um, you know, I can say at least for the first three because they want, the last one is still in preschool. But mm. the first three, alhamdulillah, they were all good now. Mm. So I think there is something that uh, perhaps you can share mm. to kickstart everything about what parents should um, look into when trying to introduce their children to words and numbers. Okay. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. I, I like two things that you've brought up, that um, um, language and literacy, uh, literacy and numeracy. It's a topic in Singapore. It's not going to go away. Mm. Okay, uh, I agree that, uh, that, that it's important that children are in this environment. Uh, but I want to emphasize it is not solely for the academia. Mm. It is for life. You've mm. got to see it from a bigger, broader perspective uh, it's not just for p1 which i've reiterated the last time it's your journey mm. and whether we like it or not okay uh, again regardless of whatever the language is uh, literacy and numeracy is in our environment mm. so it's a way so that's one and two when you said all children are individual you have four children mm. i want to congratulate you because when you said that you know it just Tinkered in me, early intervention. Yes. You know, and you picked it up very early mm. and you saw this and therefore you're saying, Alhamdulillah, they're coping today. Work in progress, I will acknowledge mm. that. Mm. But early intervention is very, very important. So, mm. uh, you're so on the ball. So, bravo to you and your wife. Thank you. So, when it comes to literacy and numeracy, because it is always in our environment, the way we approach it has to be one that focuses on the age. Age matters. Mm. The younger the child, the more concrete it has to be. Mm. When I say concrete, meaning the doing, meaning the the the, the talking, uh, meaning the the uh, engaging with the child, right? Because many times we see numeracy as separate from literacy, from language. The truth is, numeracy is intertwined with literacy mm. it is yeah. okay if we look at it you know 
uh, is a lot of language. Yeah. And when the children do not understand the English language, because mm-hmm. that's our medium of instruction in Singapore, mm-hmm. when they don't understand this language very well, they struggle with maths. Actually, that's what I saw. Hmm. Um, so one of my sons loved hmm. numbers more than he loved reading. Hmm. So, but he, when he went to school, he struggled yep. because it wasn't just the numbers one plus hmm. four, you know, hmm. two times three. It was a whole Definitely. paragraph Definitely. problem Definitely. sum. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Suddenly, now it's a headache for him. You know, so hmm. we had to guide him slowly. Yeah. yeah. So language is actually the basis. Hmm. You see, so children need to be exposed to language. For language learning, literacy, and when I say language, I use it quite loosely because I know many languages in Singapore that, that they've been exposed to. I'm going to focus on English because it's our medium of instruction in school. Mm-hmm. Okay, It's applicable in every other language, in all mm-hmm. honesty. Language yeah. is broad. Of course. But numeracy is something that we have to see. It is the basis. Mm. Language is the basis. So children who are... Uh, founded in language, they tend to also be, uh, when when math language is introduced in their conversations, they will get, and it's about understanding it. It's not merely the numbers, mm-hmm. not merely the one, two, three, the road counting. Yes. It is the deeper thing. What True. does this mean? Correct. What does this mean? Correct. And to know the meaning is language. Okay, so as I was researching this and I was really, really thinking about it, you know, how, how was it done? How was it done? And of course, the Quran is always the source. Okay, mm. so you look at Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah 31, you know, Allah taught Nabi Adam salam the names of things. Yes. This come out very early, you know, mm. Al-Baqarah, and it came out very early. And I said, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Names of things. So we learn from this application that language, the naming of things is very, very important. Mm-hmm. So I advocate, okay, actually it's prenatal, the need to have conversations, you know, prenatal, the need to have conversations. Uh, I use conversations. So whenever we look at children, we always start with what's around them first, mm. okay? Uh, from them, and then you go a bit wider so if you look at them then who are who are they the names of what how you've named your child and we know in islam you name your child by giving them a good name right we we know this okay and then what's there on them the body parts Mm. and then you want to bring in the mads how many is there you see and this is done so subtly we don't say it's math we don't say it's uh, numeracy we just do it Mm-hmm. Darling, uh, you you have been endowed with you, you uh, Allah has given you ten fingers one two three four five six seven eight nine ten you know it's just conversations that yeah. we are doing with them and then after that uh, the names of what's in their immediate environment mm-hmm. immediate environment is the parents yes right so who's there and then the things in their immediate environment and then a little bit bigger in the, mm. in the um, neighborhood and school and so on and so forth. It gets wider in that sense. And then as you do it, the quantity will come in. Yeah. Okay, if you, you, like you say, you siblings. How many siblings do you have? Mm. How many sisters do you have? Mm. How many brothers do you have? Do you have more sisters or more brothers? How mm. many more sisters do you have? Yeah. When you do it in a conversation, the children do not feel it, but you are actually inculcating what we call uh, numeracy language in uh, literacy. Yeah. And it becomes part and parcel, okay? And then when I say conversations, it's a big term that I use. I'm very mindful of this word, conversations. It's about having dialogues, but it doesn't just include 
chit chat. Mm. It includes songs. Mm. It includes rhymes. Mm. It includes storytelling. It includes story reading. What's the difference? Storytelling, mm. story reading. What's the difference? Ustaz, wanna try? 30 points, 30 points. Storytelling <laughs> is them telling a story about maybe what happened in school or some, you know, an experience. Mm. Story reading is them reading or us reading it to them and them mm. listening. Okay, right. So, almost Do there, I get 15 points? <laughs> you get 20 points. You get 20 points. Okay, you're almost there. Storytelling is telling a story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Always start with us telling the story. If you look back uh, in uh, society, historically, human being, we like stories. Yeah. Go back to pictures of cavemen, you know, it's always around some fire mm-hmm. and people storytelling, you know. Naturally, we it like it. It has never died off until today. We love stories. Yeah. We love stories, right? We love this. So, storytelling. And storytelling means you tell a story based on something that you know. Mm. You create a story or a story that you already know, a familiar story that you, you've read and you already internalized and you just tell them the story. Mm. You can be the prop. You can have props. Understand. Story reading, there's a resource. Whether it's a book, whether it's a picture, mm. I want to emphasize this. We tend to go for books first. Mm. Younger the child, pictures speaks better. Mm. Wordless, just mm. pictures, big pictures. And then tell me, what do you see? Mm. Okay. Um, how shall I put this? Tell children where to look, but not what, what to see. Look, darling, look, what do you see? Oh. Right? Okay, we always do it. Look, darling, what do you see? See, see, aeroplane. You're forcing them to see the aeroplane, but truthfully, mm. they see the bird. Mm. So, look, darling, what do you see? Look, tell them where to look, right? Not, but not what to see. It's they, a slight but significant difference there. Yeah. Very, because they may have seen the bird. Mm. We're looking at the aeroplane. So, they will say, bird. Then we kind of like, what bird? <laughs> <laughs> right? So, it's, it's about that. So, Converse, right? Con- the conversations are very powerful. Actually, this morning, something interesting happened. Mm. So, uh, my wife and I and my four-year-old at the mm. back, right? Sending them to school. And then my daughter at the back said, Mama, can you uh, look? Look in front of you. And then she was looking. And I was thinking, what is she pointing? <laughs> I don't know. And we were looking literally outside the car. Look at the building. Look at the, the clouds. Okay. No, look. In front of you. She said, what? There was a like th- butterfly at the windscreen. Exactly. So, it's like, you know. Yeah. So, look. Awesome. Looking at the world from the uh, child's eyes, mm. child's perspective, mm. they see things that we take for granted. Yeah, we really take for sure, granted. Sure. So, you but you want them, you want to help them focus, which is good. Mm. So tell them where to look, not necessarily what to see. Okay. If they tell you, I see this, then elaborate, talk mm. about it, and things like that, and mm. come back and dramatize it okay that's the reason why i like storytelling story reading so much with the songs so powerful it's such a powerful tool it's very language enriched very very language enriched so you you talk about a story or you read from a book uh, or a picture talk all the children can read from a book they can they get the idea that there's print or print is actually telling you what the pictures are all about they tell you all this thing that's one topic on its own just how to read a book with children and things like that and then you can always dramatize songs are so so powerful you know things like um when a child feels down, okay? Um, oh, I've not done this in a long time, you know? I, I like songs. But children like animals. Children like plants. Mm-hmm. You know, so songs about animals and plants. 
it gives them the vocabulary, yeah. but it also helps them maybe with the counting. Mm. Okay, like one, two, three, four, five, once I caught a fish alive. It's a math song, but it's mm -hmm. a language song at the same time. And there's lots of it. Okay. I especially like when I've not done this in a long time. It just came to me, you know. And things like, you know, um, I don't know how many parents know this about uh, uh, say that thousand lake? No, no, forgot the song. What is it about? Thousand lake uh, uh, worm. Say the thousand legged worm as he gave a little squirm. Have you seen this little lake of mine? Mm. If it can't be found, I shall have to hop around on my 999. Very interesting. It's mm. a language song. It's this. And why I say this, because one of the one of my teachers highlighted this to me. You know, say I did this with my six-year-old class. Mm. So yeah. And then this boy, he likes the song so much. Mm. One day he came to ask me, he said, teacher. This worm has a thousand legs, right? See, yeah. He lost one leg, right? Mm. Why must he hop when he has 999? <laughs> wow. Brilliant, yeah. Profound. He analyzed it, yeah. You know, he's analyzing, he's deducting. These are math skills. Yeah. But it's done through a song. Mm. And it's so powerful. And that became a conversation. Just a little worm song from a worm story, a God knows what she did and all. And then... I always like when I when I did. I always liked it from the perspective that what happens if you do lose a leg, or pain? I feel pain. I I cannot walk properly. When one part of my body is sick, the whole part of you know mm. that context also comes in and all. Then I say, so what can we do when we are not very well? We can see a doctor. We can always ask God. No, so this became very interesting. So the same song, same tune. When you do feel sad, when you do feel bad, say la ilaha illallah, and it's, it makes a correlation. So you you're bringing in the the numbers, you're bringing in the language, you're bringing in the moral. It is such a powerful tool, yeah. and this is because for young children, it is about repetition. That's why they like songs with uh, chorus that are repetitive. Mm -hmm. Oh, McDonald's had a farm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it repeats, right? Actually, recently, right? Uh, yeah. Because of the Idul Adha. Mm. My daughter came, I fetched her, and I said, Dada, uh, just now we sang the uh, Idul Adha song. And I'm like, what is the Idul Adha song? Mm. <laughs> so you try to sing to me, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Yeah. <laughs> the tabir, yeah, the call it. Yeah. But yeah, again, that's repetitive. Repetitive. Tabir, right? Yeah. yeah. So you see that a lot. And repetition is so important. And if you... I'm sure your children have a favorite book that they make you read over and over mm. and it's like, oh, I get tired. Uh, but, you, you know? but you know, sometimes I do ask myself, but why should we keep reading the same one? What, what's, what's your rationale like? Why should we entertain? If it's the same book 10 times already, why? One, they enjoy the book. Mm. And we want children to love books. When you love books, you will read. My, I think my brain is asking like, um, are they learning anything new if we read the same book? 10 times, 20 times. When you read the Quran over and over again, do you learn something new? Yeah. Same, same, mm. same concept. Same concept. They see things that you didn't see the first time around. Yeah. I read certain books over again. Mm. Okay, and I was like, hey, how come the last time I didn't see this? Mm. You know, so yes.
Okay. Right? So yes. To the child, yes. Mm. It's as a parent is tiring. And if you have four children, can you imagine <laughs> the same books? <laughs> and we like to have this hand me down thingy. The yeah, stories yeah, yeah. also hand me down, you know. But technically I'm reading it a hundred uh, times. So <laughs> you kind of internalize it, then it becomes storytelling. Then you use your own props. True. You bring in your own words, you bring in your new words. Mm. And then you expand the story. You know, and as they get older, you don't even have to finish the book. Mm. Tell me, what if? I wonder. These are very good questions. I wonder, what if? Mm. Mm. Tell me more because you're going to encourage the child to talk. These are key uh, questions that you can ask rather than, you know, comprehension questions, you know. So this, I wonder. I wonder, how do you feel if you lose the leg? Mm. I wonder, what will happen to the wolf? Or what happened to the wolf when he fell into that cauldron of hot water? Mm. Okay? And wonder, you know, so what if, what if the, you know, so when you give this, you are changing the ending. And they come up with something and that highlights creativity. Okay? okay? All right? I wonder how many people or how many little pigs are needed to carry that wolf out? Was three be sufficient? I'm basing it on the story. Three sufficient? How many more will we need? And also, you're bringing in the maths language, okay? So, this is like very powerful. So, repetition, mm. repetitive words, actions, uh, the, the, the songs, so action, the dramatization, okay? Um, the one that I liked, I did for my own children, that is, I still see it happening uh, with some of the teachers, you know? I don't know if you're familiar with the story of the Billy Goat Graph? No. Okay, so it's about... Three little billy goats trying to go to the other side where there's greener grass for them to eat. Okay. And then they have to cross a bridge and there's a graph which is a monster there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, so the first the, one I goes... I think it, it, some stories, they call it a troll, isn't it? A troll, yes. Yeah. Okay. So the troll is there. So the first one goes and escapes and then the big one, you know. Interesting story. You can dramatize this thing. Mm. I did it with... Um, Fathers, ah, this is the thing, you know, I find mm. that when fathers tell stories and mothers tell stories, very different. Mothers just go through the motion. Fathers are very more into this. So things like this, they play the troll. And then the children will be like, the biggest really <laughs> grow. Let's, let's get, let's yeah. get a barbie, whatever it is, you know. And, you know, the bonding is one thing. The language built is one thing. The three, that you see things like, when you talk about the three billy growth graphs, there's this big, bigger, biggest, right? Mm, mm. There is the, the ordinal and things like that. So the role of adults, okay, in, 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 in having this environment of literacy environment, numeracy environment is actually your presence. Mm. You being present. Yeah. And I say you being present, meaning your focus mm. on the children. Um, the gadgets have to go. It's just you and the child. I'm not totally against schedule. I'll talk about it at the end. Okay. But this is you and the child interacting. And you're giving that message to the child. You are important. Mm. And the child will feel, yeah, spending time. And we, I do not dispute that we do not, we always say um, we don't have time. Okay. My, if I can, if I may, weigh that to how much of time is spent scrolling on your phone. Mm. Okay, weigh that. Okay, mm. I'm not talking about using your device to, to work. I know we do that. But when you use your device to just scroll, how much of time to that to how much of time that you really focus on your child? Okay, 
it should be 50-50. Okay, and the child should be more actually. If we can find time to scroll, we can find time for our child. Mm. Time is given. Nobody has more, nobody has less. We make the best of it. We make the time. And children will remember that you made the time for them. That's true. They will remember this. Okay. So it's about us finding the opportunity to engage in activity. It's not about how much. It's about what did you do in that time. One song, one song. One story, one story. One little counting activity. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, as I say, I'm thinking about how I used to wake my, my children up when they were young. You know, and, and I, it was so easy, in all honesty. Really, really so easy. And I'd go in and I'll just touch their toes and I'll just do the, the, the little rhyme. I don't know what's the equivalent of it, but it was, was the, this little piggy went to the market. Oh, yeah, this little piggy, yeah, yeah, this little piggy stayed at home. This little piggy had roast beef. This little piggy had na- And this little piggy, this little piggy, cried wee, 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 wee all the way home. Then she would, just smile. Eyes is closed. Smile. Mm. Because I know she's awake. Mm. I say, but I'm not awake, mommy. Because she closed <laughs> her eyes. I say, one more time. And when I finish, you'll open your eyes. I, I never mm. had issues, alhamdulillah, by mm. God's grace and mercy, in waking my children up. Mm. You know? And, and it's just little, little things. But there's the five toes. Okay? That's the big, bigger, bigger, small, smaller, smallest concept mm. that's there. Okay? Mm. And it's it's... That, that the approach that you have, mm. okay? And I find till today, they're young adults today, there's something that I don't struggle with even today. Mm. You know, they, they, they know when they need to get up and things like that. And, mm. and it's about finding this opportunity. So rule of thumb, a child who is spoken to will speak. Yeah. You saw this with your own children, mm. you intervene. Mm. A child who is read to will read. Mm-hmm. So when do we stop reading with the child? Never. Mm. Okay? We must always find time to read with the child. I'm not saying, um, you know, especially when they reach P1, P2, we want them to pick up reading, right? So we say, okay, I did you read, I listen. It becomes a very uh, teaching kind of a thing. Mm. And then when they struggle with words, we go into the sounds and all, and we kill the joy once and for all. It dies. But if we read with them, and we give, you will get it back. Mm. It's a matter of time. So it's about reading. So a child who's read to, a child who's read with, will read. And mm. a child who's exposed to the mathematical environment will do math. Mathem- means at home. There's a lot of opportunities at home. Mathematical environment. Okay, so um, what's the child interested on, in? Okay, so if you say, I, I'm just taking here, I, I've used the cars as an example. Cars have names. Yeah. Okay. I'm not good at my, it. My second son is so oh, into cars. Okay. He knows all the names. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know what I, I, that day I was, I know, all the, all this, I, I'm not there at all. Okay. Cars have sizes. These are math, huh? right? And then they, they have, uh, we talk mm. about cars have colors. Mm. Okay. So the names of the colors, the different names of the colors. Okay. Then you can, the brightest color that you see, the dullest color that mm. you see, or the your favorite color, mm. right? That kind of thing. How many cars? Okay. And then you go, you, you make it a bit more. How many yellow cars? How many green cars? Which is more? Which is less? 
okay and then which car is first which car is second which mm. car is third mm. this is really math maths mm. in your environment i'm sure at home there are, there are a lot of other things you can experiment with too and then the important foundation eh, is creating patterns okay. okay and i think this is something we overlook that's why i put it in um example pa- patterns are all around us mm. patterns are all around us all we need to do is to look around and ask children what pattern do you see Okay, so I'm trying to look at your room here and all, and I'm not sure the way you you arrange your books is big, small, big, small, big, small. I'm not sure. Okay. Maybe it's that. Understand. Okay, or maybe the patterns there. I see uh, rectangles, uh, cube, rectangle, cube, rectangle, cube mm. patterns. Okay, mm. and again, what do you see? Tell me. Look, darling, what do you see? What patterns do you see? Mm. Then they'll come up. Okay, they'll come and beautiful, 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 beautiful things. I remember I gave children this finger biscuits. <laughs> this I don't know what you call it. This kind of thin finger biscuits, you know. And I told them create a pattern from this. Okay, and of course everybody would just go vertical, horizontal, vertical, horizontal, and so forth and so forth. You know, this child, he put that biscuit. He had a whole biscuit. Half a biscuit, mm. whole biscuit, half a biscuit. And you say, look at my pattern. It's <laughs> one half, one half, one half. Like wow, wow. So in that, because in patterns will be what comes next. Okay, so we don't. I know many times we tell them, look at the pattern, and we use these big words that confuse children. Mm. What's the pattern? You know, is, is it A B? Is it A B C? Is it? I find that this is so unnecessary. That's for us to know. The pattern that we want children to create. For the children, I wonder what comes next. So I have blue, I have yellow, I have green. Mm. I have blue, so I have blue, yellow, green, blue. What comes next? Mm. And then the child just picks it up from there. In that sense, you know. So those those are actually primary one questions. I remember seeing. Yeah. But you can you, you can you can play with them. Yeah, my my daughter yesterday was doing mm. some Lego, so it's colorful. Mm. She was doing patterns and said she was like pretending like what ice cream do you want? So oh, I want st- strawberry and vanilla. So it's like red mm. and white, red mm. and white something like that. 